Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to Game Makers, a Ubisoft podcast. I'm Charles Adam Foster Simard. In this series, we're taking a closer look at the music and sounds of Ubisoft games, talking with the people who work behind the scenes to make the audio of our games come to life. Alan Johannes is a Chilean-American multi-instrumentalist, vocalist, and producer. He's been involved in bands like Queens of the Stone Age, Arctic Monkeys, Eagles of Death Metal, Them Crooked Vultures, and many, many more. As you can tell, Alan has solid rock credentials. Alan and his collaborators Norm Bloch and Alessandro Cortini created the music for Ghost Recon Wildlands, which was released in 2017. For that game, the musicians were inspired by the game's open-world setting, a meticulously recreated version of Bolivia. Now Alain, Norm, and Alessandro have collaborated on the music for the game's sequel, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which was released in October 2019. In June 2019, I met up with Alan and Norm at the Los Angeles Convention Center in the middle of E3. We sat down in the quietest corner of the Ubisoft booth we could find to talk about their work making the music for Ghost Recon, which, as you'll find out, resembled more of a jam session than anything else. In this episode, you'll also get to hear some of the sounds that Alan and Norm talk about recording, and which were incorporated into the game's soundtrack by music supervisor Manu Bachet, audio director Ghislain Soufflet, and the rest of the game's audio team. So I'm here with Alan Johannes and Norman Block. Um, so you both worked on the soundtrack for Ghost Recon Breakpoint? Yes. And also Ghost Recon Wildlands? Correct, correct, yes. And can you tell me, because I know the process is a little bit different maybe from other composers or from, from other games. Can you talk to me about the process that you use to, to write the music for these games? I mean, basically, there's a lot to do with improvising in the moment. But, you know, we, we set up with Manu and Gisland's uh, guidance from Ubisoft. Uh, um, like on, on Wildlands, there was a theme that that was recorded. And because it took place in Bolivia, where there was Chorongo and, and uh, acoustic instruments, and there was a combination between that so that we did like five sessions at the house at my old studio where I was playing everything. And then we went to another studio and with Norm on drums and Nick Oliveri that was in Queens of the Stone Age and I was a member at 1.2 and uh, Joey Castillo on drums. So two double drums and then we basically sat around for five days watching footage of different environments and improvising based on a, a little thematic that we, you know, that, that I came up with at the moment. And that was uh, the entire previous soundtrack came to be, you know, like, like because it, had, it was contextual with Bolivia, so there was a lot of acoustic stuff and, and whatever. So you're watching the footage from the game, and you're just kind of jamming yeah. to it. Yeah, they're looping the footage, the scene, and, uh, and we just get into it, and Alan comes up with a, a key and a riff and a theme, and, yeah. and everybody just starts playing, and we get some direction sometimes. Sometimes it's just immediately, and then, and then we're into it, and then we get the cut! Yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. we want to keep going. We were just like having such a great time, like 10 to 15 minutes into a jam. Like, yeah. they're like, okay, we got it, you know. 
and so then, for you guys, it's like a party. It's like just jamming with your friends. And then, and then basically we would do some layering afterwards. I would do a couple of like marker things, you know, because you say, imagine you get an atmosphere and it's yeah. definitely like an action or a chase sequence or something. And then you just, a, a couple of markers. So there's some thematic material that, that gives it like some structure for the listener and our own minds. Um, and then, so basically that was, the, that was Wildlands. On, on this one, it was different in the sense that uh, it, took, uh, it took me, Manu, and, and Gislan maybe two, three months of experimenting with the textures that we were going to need. Obviously, a, a lot more electronic and, and, and like, like, like kind of damaged and chaotic and dangerous sounding stuff. So with that, we kind of set, set the parameters for what the, the kind of sonic textures you were going to use. And then what happened is we got Alessandro Cortini on the uh, electronics and modulars and Norm on percussion and drums and, and me on guitar, but lots of effect and things were being fed into Alessandro's uh, modular system and affected it. And, but again, while watching gameplay and there was like, you know, the scalp facility, there was the, the you know, the prison, there was the, uh, the, the, you know, thematics for the ghosts and the wolves and, you know, all the things that, that were kind of like having to have their own little, sonic stamp when they appeared and then we ended up doing uh, i think 15 15 days of, of sessions eight hours a day you know a little break for like you know order some food in have some espressos over and over and stuff a lot of times uh alan and alessandro would start something either sometimes with just a sequenced pulse right just you know and uh and that would set the the mood and the tempo and then I mean, honestly, it just all sounded so incredible. Sometimes I would just be hanging out listening, you know, <laughs> like I would go overdub after, you know, and sometimes we would all play together. Um, and then Alan, you know, would be playing bass or guitar, but feeding it, like he said, through the modular synthesis system where Alessandro's actually manipulating with effects our organic instruments. Same thing with the drums and percussion. I had like a like stereo amps, each one with their own guitar effects. The guitar was also feeding into a guitar synth, and it was also feeding into like a MIDI converter, which was also playing like a thing. And then I had a little tiny keyboard. So as I was performing, it was basically like there was all these things happening. Not to mention what Norm was up to and, and Alessandro with all this cool stuff, you know. Yeah, there was six six stereo guitar tracks that, for any given take, the engineer would maybe mute. You know, mute mute the samples, or you know, so he could he could layer all kinds of stuff. It was really that's why it sounded so massive when when it was just the three of us. It really sounded like you know a lot more people. So it was, you know, yeah, it's all happening. It, it's it's not the, the traditional way of like sitting there and having to map out the dramatic arc with the music and and then overdubbing and syncing exactly the picture. They're really more. The correct uh, atmospheres for the visuals and the environment and the dramatic thing that's happening at the moment. Does that work better because it's a video game, so you have to write music for like interactions and for moods more than for narrative? I mean, I, I think it's all combined. It's very related to, uh, like, you know, we're both also recording artists and musicians and, and rock music and producers and whatever. Uh, but I, this is very similar to like a, an improvisational setting, like like a jazz setting or, or like a free improv setting or something. Um, I think one of the seeds of all this idea was the Jim Jarmusch and uh, Dead Man with Neil Young just watching and playing his guitar. So the fact that that, that reacting, you know, 
So we are, in a sense, we're being guided uh, by my new just from Ubisoft, but also, you know, we already have such a great relationship and understanding and chemistry, all of us together. First of all, it's extremely fun and, and, and amazing. And so there's a lot of trust there, and then the guidance comes. So so we're free to just just literally be in the moment, react to what's happening. Like, if you've got this big screen in front of you, and you're going through the forest, and this, you know, you're in danger, and you're bleeding, and all this other stuff. And so it's almost like you're you're listening, you're hearing the soundtrack, even though you're actually, like, well, performing it, you know what I mean? You're reacting without thinking, which which I think gives the music a very connected emotional impact, you know? So for Wildlands, you had Bolivia as a kind of touch point, the instrumentation and some of the rhythms. Uh, what was the inspiration for Breakpoint, where the setting is, although inspired by the South Pacific Islands, it's also a fictional place? Yeah, fictional place, but it definitely had, like, we, we experimented with, like, a bull roarer and, and you know, conch shell, and, and, and that the conch shell sound, which would be, you know, some traditional things you would hear on an island somewhere, you know. Um, and, and obviously the organic uh, wood, the sounds of wood, the sounds of air, um, so that led to kind of some of the brass elements. And then obviously the damaged electronic, uh, uh, you know, analog synthesis kind of sounds, which, uh, uh, yeah, she and deconstructed, just you know, menacing, <laughs> you know, exactly. It was all about you know danger, menacing, and and like, yeah. Well, in this game, I mean, the ghosts are facing their kind of meanest enemy yet because it's an ex-ghost, and the the universe, yeah, is totally. There's a lot more like anxiety in the atmosphere. So, how were you able to translate that into the music? I mean, I think the sonic palette, in terms of the damaged, the deconstructed, glitchy sounds, uncomfortable tonalities, you know, a, a lot of dissonance, um, pulses, which would make like an accelerated heartbeat, uh, you know, the kind of confusion that you would get when you're in an actual situation in a fight or flight, where you're overwhelmed, you know. So a lot of the, those kind of like sounds, you know, things that are coming at you, like swarming sounds, just, uh, just, just the sound of you know, sound of being scared out of your mind and hoping you don't die any second, you know? And then we also took, uh, I had a pedal board built for my uh, vintage drum machine that just, you know, really just mangled and distorted and whatever we wanted. And, and sometimes, not very, a few times, uh, I was playing on the rolling pad or just playing the old Oberheim drum machine along with them, you know, and just, just going for, I mean, we just went for as many different, you know. I like a wine box space, uh, like, you know, made out of a wine box and then bowing that, you know, to get this kind of creepy sound, which was then being 
manipulated by Alessandro. Just we just had all these all these things. It was amazing. Even even just hands on the skin of a drum amplified real slow. We we just whatever. We just you know just came up with yeah just you know utilizing the uh, and it was all recorded in in my studio which is in a home. But there's also you know there's things in the house. It's like hey let's you know let's make that sound you know. Norm has this file cabinet, which, when you hit it with mallets, makes this incredible noise. That is somewhere like it, maybe it's an old, like what, thirty drawer, maybe metal vintage filing cabinet that. Uh, in Terry Gilliam's Brazil, and then one of the offices. Yeah, and we were just—I don't know what brought it on, but years ago, I needed something for a record, and I took everything off of it, and I and I ended up using it, and I I, I just suggested it, and and Manu and Jislan just loved it. And we went back and we just did all kinds of, you know, even with my hands, with mallets. You know, it's funny because obviously when we're in the moment, you know, all this stuff is coming. And it's so it was so interesting to like to like listen to it back because, we, you know, uh, there would be like some roughs made of the day's recording, you know. And I would go home and, you know, chill out. And even though we just spent all day recording and playing music, I would listen to it. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. I had no right. recollection of any of it. I don't remember yeah. playing that thing. I don't remember Norm playing that yeah. thing. I don't remember any of it. Yeah, we were fans of the music we did exactly. when Manu gave, you know, he sent a, a, a session of all the refs. Yeah. And we were like, wow, you know, like it just went by. So it was also in the moment that when we... Yeah, well, you know, there was, I mean, literally, like, I think the first week was, what, 15 hours or something? We, we composed so much. Yeah, yeah there was just uh, hours and hours and hours of music, yeah, so and, and which, which is all really cool. And obviously, there, 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 you know, since then and before then, there was some very specific tasks at hand. Like, I just did uh, the music for, like, a cinematic piece, which is, like, three, four minutes long. Yeah. And I also did some, you know, it's supposed to be a secret yet, but it's a little bit of improvised, like, you know, the way you would sit in a campfire and somebody grabs an instrument and just kind of like sitting around and playing it. For that kind of stuff, it's a little bit different muscle. You know, obviously, the, you, you know, this needs to happen right here and this has the, needs to happen like this and then develop like this. And, and then there's a lot more going back and forth and focusing on it. But, you know, I don't think it would, it would be possible to achieve that many hours of music in that old way of doing things because it would take years.
Do you have a piece of music that you're particularly proud of in the soundtrack or, or a piece that brings back some, some fond memories or you know something that you're really excited for players to discover? Um, I think it's really the entirety of it because when you're interspersed inside it, there's certain thematic things that we revisit all the time. It really holds up as a, a great music just to listen to. And obviously it's enhanced when it's contextual with the visuals. Norm, is there a particular piece or segment that you that you like? You know, the combat stuff is really fun because it's just like, you know, you've got a lot of polyrhythmic, really big tom-tom things with a lot of metal sounds around. So I managed to capture up with you guys at E3. This is your first time, I think, yes. attending E3. So what's what's your impression of also being here? And obviously, I mean, E3 is all about trailers and releases. And you said so, like um, doing the music for the trailers and having players like listen for the first time to that music. What is that like for you guys? Well, I mean, the energy it was immediate because obviously the exposure that that I've had to these kind of events is NAM, which is the the one for musicians. Where you know this is much more uh, a little more open, more, more space. Yeah, <laughs> much more graceful. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, and you know, I, obviously I've been quite busy, but I have a long history of playing video games, and and, and I love, uh, uh, I'm just it's catching my eye a lot of you know, the, and then we're just watching a bit of the uh, presentation too, and it's it's just incredible. No, it's really cool, and, and a lot of great, you know, the energy here, and uh, it's trippy, man. It's from having a great time. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy uh, E3, enjoy being here and seeing all the players trying out the game. Yeah. And uh, I really look forward to hearing more of the soundtrack. Yeah. Enjoy, everybody. That's all for this episode. I'm Charles Adam Foster Samard. This episode was edited by Manu Beshe. For more from Game Makers, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. 
Code PROGRAM.